0: Hey, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Go South, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. Well, with the start of Major League Baseball this week, I figured we'd do something related to America's game. So we find ourselves in the old Fourth Ward on the east side of the city of Atlanta, Georgia, behind a Whole Foods supermarket. Here, between the back of the store and an unkept grassy hill, are two giant old southern magnolia trees, tall and wide with their broad, deep evergreen leaves. Now I know, I know, what's any of this got to do with baseball? Well, thanks for asking, my impatient listener. But as is customary with this podcast, we're going to talk, or at least I'm going to talk, about a little history first. We start with one Spanish conquistador, Juan Ponce de Leon. Yep, the guy who tradition says went to a place that he called Florida around 1500 or so to search for the fountain of youth, which he obviously never found. As a side note, Ponce de Leon's birthday was just a few days ago on April 8th. Anyway, we now fast forward a few hundred years to the rebuilding of the city of Atlanta after the Civil War in the 1860s. Here we find some hot and thirsty railroad workers, and they stumble upon a nice, cold, clear spring, about three miles east of what was then considered downtown. This spring somehow got a reputation as having healing properties, and a local doctor slash real estate developer named the spring for the aforementioned Spanish conquistador Ponce de Leon. And the whole area became a popular day trip for well-to-do Atlantans. And eventually, the city even ran a trolley line out there. And so, by the 1890s, they had even built an amusement park, which lasted a good two decades. It was known, the whole area, to locals as Poncey Highland. And the neighborhood name still sticks today. In 1924, the Sears Robot Company, bought the now-struggling amusement park, and built their southeast U.S. headquarters on Ponce de Leon Avenue. At the time, it was the largest brick building in the country, and they apparently redirected the spring and built right over the original location. Also, the Ford Motor Company built a Model A factory just across the railroad tracks from Sears. But most important to our story is that the old Ponce de Leon baseball field, which had been built in 1907 across the street from the Sears, had burned down. But in 1923, it was rebuilt and named Spiller Field, after the park's owner, of course. Spiller Field would eventually revert back to its original name and become known to Atlantans simply as Poncey Field. And it was home to the Atlanta Crackers. Now, this name is sometimes thought to relate to a slang offensive word for poor white people, but that's patently false. The name either came from an earlier version of the team called the Firecrackers, Or possibly a term for original settlers of the state of Georgia, or some even suggest a popular 1900s term for someone quick and efficient. The truth has been probably lost to history, and we'll never know which they were really named for. It doesn't matter. The Crackers would play at this site from 1907 until 1965. Now, that's a lot of baseball. And many famous players graced the field here at times, including Ty Cobb, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, and Don Newcomb, just to name a few. The Crackers were brought into affiliated baseball by Charles Abner Powell. He's the man credited with creating the now common promotions of rain checks and Ladies' Day. They were also involved in a 1948 trade where they sent a catcher to the Brooklyn Dodgers in exchange for award-winning broadcaster Ernie Harwell. It's the only time in all of baseball history that a player was traded for a broadcaster. In their 64 years of play, the Crackers won 17 championships, which is only second to the mm, much-hated New York Yankees. But by the late 1960s, the area was in decline. Ford had left, needing a bigger factory for the muscle cars of that time. Sears closed the building and sold the property to the city, which never really used it. The Crackers left for Richmond, Virginia, when the city of Atlanta built the new Fulton County Stadium south of the city and got the Braves to move from Milwaukee. Ponce Field was eventually demolished. The area continued to sink into crime and abandonment. Even the railroad was no longer used. Then there was a rebirth as the city rode a wave of redevelopment following its hosting of the 1996 Olympics and an influx of northerners looking for lower taxes and warmer weather, something they still are doing today. The old railroad tracks, which indirectly started the whole original development of the area, would be turned into a walking biking trail that planners hoped one day would encircle the whole city, It's called the Atlanta Beltline, with this section being the first to be completed, and it very quickly became popular. The old Sears building was turned into a multi-use commercial retail space, Ponce City Market. Today, it's one of the most popular destinations in the entire region for both locals and tourists. It even has an amusement park of sorts on top, As a reminder of the area's history, the Ford plant still stands and was converted to luxury condos. On the site of the old ballpark, they built a shopping center. But, there's still a part of Ponce Field that you can see today. You see, Ponce, or when it was first built as Spiller Field, was unique among all baseball parks because it had trees growing in deep center field, actually in the field of play for many years, southern magnolias. Today, it seems no one really pays attention to these beautiful trees behind the Whole Foods, but they saw some of the greatest baseball players of all time play in their shade. It's said that both Babe Ruth and Eddie Matthews hit home runs into these trees. So, if you find yourself visiting Ponce City Market or enjoying a walk or ride on the Beltline, be sure to stop and look for these two magnificent trees. They're truly living baseball history. And who knows, one of those home run balls might still be stuck up in its branches. So, until next time, thanks for listening and stay curious.